Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Just so thrilled um, to be a part of our local church here. You know, one of our values is um, um, to passionately worship God, pursuing the presence of God. And, uh, you know, as we, we come together on a Sunday, I just love the fact that we take the time to worship God and to enter into God's presence as a family. Uh, you know, a lot of churches today, a lot of groups of people today can, you know, we can just really rush the whole experience and want to try and program God, you know, to fit within our box. But who knows that the Holy Spirit's bigger than run sheets and orders of services and all sorts of things like that. Amen. He's far bigger than that. And I'm so thankful to God for our church this morning that does make room. Um, for God to move. I'm so thankful for an opportunity of ministry this morning. You know, many churches today wouldn't, wouldn't uh, want to open up their altar and allow for a time of ministry to take place, but I'm so thankful to God that we do that, amen, for people to be able to come to the altar and experience the anointing of God, the anointing of God that breaks the yoke. And uh, I just thank, thank God today for the opportunity that we have to come together as a family, to worship together, but also to continue to be committed to making room in our times when we come together. Amen. So let's continue to do that as a local church. And um, this morning, we're continuing along, um, um, overcoming anxiety. And uh, it's fantastic. You know, I remember the first, first few times that I ever got to speak, to pre- preach. And, um, you know, the ang- anxiousness that I felt at those times was just overwhelming. When, I, when Rachel and I first started the journey, um, for those people that may, may or may not know anyway, a bit of information, a bit of history. Um, we, were, we, were, we were engaged and married in six months. And we went on two weeks honeymoon, came back from that and were made senior pastors of a local church. And uh, I tell you, what a wild ride that one was. That was and uh, nothing wrong with me, of course. We're still fine. Everything's all right. But that was one wild ride. But, you know, I remember the anxiety of um, having to preach each week. And normally I'd start to feel anxious and sick by about when. Because I'd be counting the days. You know, I'd get to Sunday and um, um, do whatever it was that I felt that God placed on my heart. And I'd get to Monday and then you'd go through all the self-evaluation. You know, how bad, how whatever the case may be. Then you get to Tuesday and just have a bit of... Then Wednesday. You know, I don't know how many Sundays back then we had this really big pulpit... It was a really wide one. You couldn't see my knees, but I guarantee just about every Sunday my knees were knocking. Guaranteed. I was so, so nervous and, and anxious. And, you know, there, there are times in our lives where we do face a bit of anxiety. And, you know, that's, that's okay. There, there are times we get anxious about things that we face in life. And we, uh, this morning, are going to continue along the lines of looking at overcoming the sort of anxiety that can be detrimental to us, the sort of anxiety that can rob us of the joy that God wants us to experience and Suzanne started a few weeks ago on the series of anxiety and made the highlight that that joy is one of the distinctive marks of being a a believer or or a follower of Jesus Christ joy is one of the distinctives one of the things that should be in our lives and um, we looked at a, a scripture last weekend Romans chapter 14 verse 17 and it says this it says for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking but righteousness and peace and joy. Everyone say joy. J-O-Y. Joy in the what? Joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy in the Holy Spirit. But you know, I found the thing that destroys more, that, that, that corrodes and destroys joy more than anything else is a thing called anxiety. 
And you know, whether or not we, we acknowledge it or not, you, you could be a believer this morning and, and hopefully we all are, but if not, there'll be an opportunity for you to receive Christ at the end of the service. But I would expect that in a room this size, there would be a number of people that really struggle with anxiety, really struggle with fears, really struggle with worry, really struggle with mindsets that get around our, 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 our thought life and really potentially rob us of the joy that God's wanting us to experience. And we started last week by looking at a few thoughts, some, some facts about depression and anxiety. And we saw that depression is the leading cause of disability worldwide. Isn't that an astounding thought? Depression is the biggest disability worldwide today that people are facing. In Australia, it's estimated that 45% of people will experience a mental health condition in their lifetime. I had one of those for a while. <laughs> and in one year, around 1 million Australian adults have depression and over 2 million people each year are facing and fighting and trying to overcome anxiety. And that's why I think it's so important that we talk about it again this morning and then next Sunday morning, Ian Kennedy's going to be coming and rounding the series off. But I believe that through this little journey, God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, is going to drop little keys into people's minds to help us to overcome anxiety. Some of the thoughts about the effects of anxiety, prolonged anxiety can lead to sleep problems, fatigue, frequent bouts of unexplained physical ailments. Anxiety can trigger the flight or fight stress response in a person's body, releasing a flood of chemicals and hormones like adrenaline into your system. And who's ever had an adrenaline shot? Woo! I mean, it's all right, but it's not good for you long term. And in the short term, this increases your, your pulse, your breathing rate, so that your brain can get more oxygen. And you are now prepared to respond appropriately to an intense situation. And that can happen in a, a, a normal week where we're facing some challenges in our lives. But if you repeatedly feel anxious and stressed, or if it lasts a long time, your body never gets the signal return to normal functioning. In other words, you've always got adrenaline in your body. You're always anxious. You're always stressed. You're always worried about something. There's adrenaline pumping through your body, and it's not good for us long term. It can weaken our immune system, leaving you more vulnerable to viral infections, prolonged anxiety. It also increases the risk of diabetes, high blood pressure, um, heart disease, all sorts of good stuff like that. And if you already have heart disease, anxiety disorders may raise the risk of coronary events. And um, um, I nearly had one of those last year. I'm so thankful to God I'm here today. Hallelujah. But it was a result of just so much adrenaline and stress uh, over a number of years, undealt with anxiety. And uh, thankful to God today that we're sort of at the end of that. But anxiety <clears throat> is a hideous weapon that Satan uses against us to bind our lives and to rob us of the God potential within us. He uses anxiety, worry, and fear to rob the God potential that is within us. I wonder today how many people are not walking through the doors of opportunity that God is wanting to open to them because of anxiety and fear. I wonder how many people are missing out on all the blessing that God has for them because of faith and, uh, excuse me, because of a lack of faith and unbelief uh, as a result of having anxious thoughts about our lives. I wonder how many people are being um, hamstrung by that. I wonder how many people have got like a millstone 
millstone around their neck that's holding them down all, all the time. I wonder how many people have shackles like around their ankles that's stopping them from running in the dreams and the vision and the, and the plans that God has for your life. I wonder how many people, and this morning this message is probably not for everyone, but I would expect that there would be numbers of people in this place this morning that struggle with anxiety. The good news is there's things in the Word of God, there's advice in the Word of God, there's wisdom in the Word of God, there are keys in the Word of God that we can apply to our lives. We don't have to live under a cloud of fear and anxiety. You don't have to live today bound by your anxious thoughts, amen. You can be set free today if you choose to be. You can be set free today if you choose to be. Amen. I said I wasn't going to sing. I'm telling a little fib there. I'm no longer... <laughs> I'm not going to sing that song. You know the one I'm talking about. Oh, you're really egging me on to sing it, Suzanne. Just wanting to bring the best out of me, Marty. I can tell. Just a little baritone of... What are they called? What are you, Gary? You're that deep down... You're the bass. I could never be a bass. But there's a song that says, I'm no longer bound by fear. It's a choice that we get to make. So this morning, we want to continue along looking at, at how, from the Word of God, we can overcome anxiety. So what is anxiety? It's been defined as a few thoughts like this. The state of being anxious, being worried about something continually, being troubled in our minds, being uneasy in our minds. And some of the things that we can potentially be um, anxious about, we can be anxious around our finances, the debts, the bills, the mortgages, and things. We can have anxiety around that area. We can have anxiety uh, because of our marriage. It might not be going the way that we would like it to. We can be anxious and allow anxiety to get around our minds and our hearts uh, in regard to our children. We can allow it to get around our hearts according to our health, uh, safety and security. There are so many areas that we can allow anxiety to creep into our minds and affect our hearts. But the truth is, unless we deal with anxiety biblically, it can consume, corrode and corrupt our thinking and inevitably destroy our joy. So how on God's great planet can we deal with anxiety? Well, we looked at it last week and you can either be a hearer of the word or a doer of the word this morning. The choice is yours. You have the power this morning within to be able to do something about this ridiculous anxiety that we allow to get around our minds and our heart or we can just walk out the same. My prayer this morning for all of us is that we would rise up in a spirit of faith and say, no longer am I going to be, going to be bound by fear. We've been looking at the book of Philippians chapter 4 verses 4 through to 7 and there's been a few things that we've pulled out of there in the last couple of weeks that I'll touch on in a moment uh, and we said a couple of weeks ago it's interesting that the book of Philippians is really a, a book of, of, of joy of rejoicing of, of gladness in God and when we look at the book of Philippians and we see the author, his name's Paul, and we realize where Paul was writing the book of Philippians. Paul was writing that book while he was in chains and in jail. Wow. We ask, I ask myself the question, were there times where Paul had the potential to face some anxiety? Were there some times in his life, some times in his journey, where he had the opportunity to face some anxious moments in his life? And then I was reminded of the story of Paul speaking in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 this morning and he just goes on to make a few comparisons about um, 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 uh, being a true apostle 
capsule. And he starts in verse uh, 22, and it starts with suffering in Christ. Anyone suffered in Christ recently? Maybe a bit of persecution at work? That's okay, that's good. You're doing something right if you're getting persecuted, from what I understand in the Scripture. But listen to what it says here, Paul speaking. Did he have opportunity to be overwhelmed with fear and anxiety? That's the thought this morning. Were there things that happened in Paul's life that could have caused him to be bound and to be held back? Now remember, Paul is one of the great apostles of the faith, and he uh, he written um, so much of the epistles, the, the, le- the, the, the letters in the New Testament to the churches. Paul has written so much of uh, the epistles in, in the New Testament. As I said, I don't know why I'm repeating myself, but I am for whatever reason. But it says here, it says this, as I said, the question, were there opportunity for him to feel anxious and fearful? It says, as we go on in verse 23, it says, are there ministers of Christ, I speak as a fool, I am more in labors, more abundant, in stripes above measures. Now, just to help you there, when he said he was in stripes above measures, he wasn't talking about that sort of stripe or that sort of stripe. We've got this sort of stripe going and that sort of stripe going. That's really cool in that row and that row. He wasn't talking about that sort of stripe. Paul was talking about whips on his back. That's what he's talking about. He's not talking about his clothing. He's not talking about anything other than that. He goes on to say, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in deaths often. From the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep. Now I tell you what, uh, when I first started spearfishing, I mean, just the thought of seeing Jaws all those years ago and being in the water for like half an hour and, you know, Paul was in the water, in the ocean for a night and a day. Was that a fin? Oh, what was that? (laughs) Would you imagine it? The music would be playing. It didn't play back then, but it'd be in his head. The heart pumping like... I mean, Paul had opportunity to be held back from the call of God in his life because of the things that he faced. He says there, I've been night and a day in the deep, in journeys often, in perils, uh, in waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils of the city, in perils of the wilderness, in perils of the sea, in perils among the false brethren, and I'm standing on Andy's foot right now, and he's in perils as well. <laughs> How's that feeling? All right, mate. I look at all that stuff there, and we just go, oh, well, Paul was this and that. No, there, there must have been opportunity. After the first time that he was whipped, he received stripes on his back. There must have been opportunity for him to go, wow, God, I'm just not, not moving forward any forward anymore because it's just too much. God, I, I, I just dread the thought, the anxiousness that comes over my life about being beaten with rods again. God, I'm just, I'm just not going to move forward anymore because I'm overwhelmed with anxiety and fear about what lies before me. Paul didn't. And so you might be here this morning struggling with some anxiety, struggling with some thoughts about your life. The good news is there's some things that we're going to learn from Paul this morning that will help to position us 
so that we don't have to allow fear and anxiety to rob us of the plan, the purpose, the opportunities, the blessings, the doorways that he wants to open to us. And rather, when we stand towards those opportunities and those doorways and those things that are there, rather than allow the voice of the accuser to speak louder, we need to allow the voice of the Holy Spirit to speak so loud to us that we overcome the obstacles, the anxiety, the anxiousness that faces us as we walk through new opportunities. Amen. So we picked it up in chapter 4 of Philippians uh, verse 4 and it says this Paul starts with rejoice in the Lord always I will say it again rejoice he's in jail with chains on and he says that wow let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayers petition with thanksgiving present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus and we've learned two things this morning and the third thing we'll be learning this morning as we conclude in a few moments time but we've learned today to how we come over uh, how we overcome anxiety the first thought is this was week number one maintaining a rejoicing heart paul says there to rejoice in the lord always and again i say rejoice the first key to overcoming anxiety is maintaining a joyful heart hallelujah Look at where you live. Look at where you live. Look at your home. Look at your stuff. You might only have a little bit of stuff, but compared to 95% of the rest of the world, you are ridiculously, ridiculously wealthy. So crazily wealthy. It's just inconceivable how wealthy you are right here right now in this building today 95 percent of the world live at or below the poverty line come on we are so blessed remind yourself of all the good things that god has given you continue to remind yourself have a rejoicing heart rejoice in the lord always and again i say rejoice hallelujah first thing was that number two the thought was this Make the right decisions with my mind. Don't be anxious, Paul said, about anything. Listen to this quote. Worry is a small trickle of fear that meanders through the mind until it cuts a channel into which all thoughts are drained. Worry is a small trickle of fear that meanders through the mind until it cuts a channel into which all thoughts are drained. Paul said... Be anxious about nothing. Don't be anxious about anything. What does anything mean? Nilts. Naught. Give me another word, but nothing. Zippo. Zip. Zap. Come on, help me this morning. Running out of words here today. I missed that one. He says, be anxious for nothing. In fact, Jesus goes on to teach, talk to us about uh, not worrying in Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, because Jesus says this. Jesus said, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Jesus mentions both today and tomorrow. All worry is about tomorrow, but all worry is experienced today. Just let that sink in a little bit. All worry 
is about tomorrow, but our worry is experienced today. That's why Jesus said, do not worry about tomorrow. Whenever we are anxious, we're upset uh, in, in, in the presence about some event which may happen in the future. Stress comes from worrying, sometimes without cause, over what might happen. Might, might. There's a, there's a, there's a, 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 a reality, a, a truth, a fact out there, and it's this. I'm getting excited up here this morning. It's good to be in church. 95% of what you worry about will never, ever, ever come to pass. 95% of what you worry about will never, ever come to pass. And get this, if the 5% does start to come to pass, he that is greater in you that is greater than he that is in the world, God will grace you to get through that 5% if and when you face it. Amen. So why are we allowing anxiety to consume our minds and our hearts and our thoughts because the enemy knows the power the enemy knows the distraction the enemy knows his ability within us sign on a church the vicarage said this today is the tomorrow you worried about over yesterday and all is well today is the tomorrow you worried over yesterday and all is well. You might have worried yesterday about today, but all is well. Hope this is helping us this morning. Jesus is teaching us, teaching us this. Christian freedom from anxiety is not due to some guaranteed freedom from trouble. But it is a freedom from having to worry because the Father embraces us in His care and in His provision. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says, And that in everything... God works for the good with those who love him and are called according to his purposes. Paul's in jail, Paul's in chains, and yet he knows that all this stuff that he's gone through, all the beatings, all the stripes, all the whippings, all the stonings, the shipwrecks, all that stuff that he's gone through, it's all okay. He doesn't have to be anxious because he's got a father in heaven that loves him with an eternal love and he's promised him that all things will work together for good for those that love him and are called according to his purposes. That's you this morning. That's me. That's us this morning in this place. Come on. Don't we serve the same Lord? Haven't we got the same Heavenly Father? Then let's quit. Let's stop. Let's stop worrying. Let's stop being anxious. Let's stop allowing anxiety to bind us up and to hold us back. So the last couple of weeks, we've looked, number one, maintaining a rejoicing heart. Number two, we've looked at making the right decisions with our mind. And number three, the third thought this morning is this. We must be specific with thankful prayer. Third thought this morning out of Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through to 7. After instructing the Philippians not to be anxious about anything, 
Paul then gave them the antidote to worry and anxiety. And it says this, he says to them, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So the third key today, the third thing that we can do, maintain a heart of rejoicing. Choose to refuse the negative thoughts that the enemy wants to flood our minds with. Number three, be persistent and specific in prayer. But in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So there's four little thoughts that this prayer that is prayed. And number one, or A, I should say, comprehensively. But in everything, Paul says, listen to this, everything means everything. God wants us to pray to Him and bring our prayers to Him, all the details and the circumstances of life. And in this particular case, not just everything in general, but the everything which is causing us to be anxious or uh, worried or stressed about. Prayer about what is bothering or troubling or upsetting you. If you're struggling with a thought that's anxious and it's starting to get around your mind and soul, bring it to God. Pray it to the Lord. Lord, I'm struggling with this fear. Please help me. I don't want to allow this anxiousness to continue around my soul and my heart. Bring it to God. He knows what's going on. He's not going to be up there and go, oh, seriously. Again. Oh, gosh. God's not going to do that. He's going to go, okay, still having a bit of difficulty with that. That's all right. No problems. Just keep praying. Amen? So the first thought out of this, uh, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present our request to God. Be comprehensive. Tell God what's going on. Secondly, be specific. Specific. But in everything by prayer and petition. We need to pray specifically like we're presenting our case before a court of law. It is to be specific and detailed. Amen? Come to God with your desire. Come to God with your struggles. Come to God with, with, what, with what's going on in your heart. Bring it to God. Be specific before the Lord because, again, He's not going to reject you. He's going to encourage you. He's fill you with a sense of, I'm with you. I want to help you. I want to lead you through. So second, be specific. Third, this is a very important one, to be thankful as well. Listen to what Paul says in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Amen. I thank God I'm such a good looking man. Amen. That's astounding. All the men should go, yeah, amen. I'm such a good looking man. <coughs> thanksgiving. This prayer is not to be a petition alone, but requested from a thankful heart. Just written down a little list of things just to help us to consider this morning that we could be thankful to God for. Thankfulness for life itself as a gift from God. Thankfulness for His goodness and His generosity towards us. Thankful, thankfulness for the new life through Jesus Christ, the blood that He shed for us. Thankful for eternal life beyond the grave. Dave mentioned that this morning. Thankful that He is our ever-present help in a time of trouble. Thankfulness for everything in our lives to this point. Thankfulness for the constant and unfailing care that He shows towards us. Thankfulness that His indwelling Spirit strengthens us to face, endure, overcoming everything and everything. Amen. I'm feeling happy right now. 
just saying those things being thankful something about a thankful heart that's got such power in it amen we come to god see once we start thanking god we start thanking god guess what we're starting to fill our minds and our hearts with appreciation and adoration appreciation and adoration we start thanking god if you're struggling with anxiety if you're struggling with worry then put that stuff aside and get out of thankfulness and start to thank god because you'll take your mind off that anxiety and that worry and you'll start to place your mind and your heart where it's meant to be on the goodness of god amen hallelujah adoration thankfulness amen list just goes on and on and on and there's a real key here found in this verse of scripture first thessalonians 5 verse 18 chapter 5 verse 18 it says this i think it's just such a powerful declaration as, as well give thanks in all circumstances for this is god's will for you in jesus christ we express thankfulness when we thoughtfully recall all that the Lord has done in our lives and we express sincere, heartfelt thanks. Hallelujah. Right there is a massive key for us to walk out of this place today, to get home, to get in a room quietly somewhere and write down a list of things that you can be thankful for. Because next time you're fighting anxiety, next time you're fighting an anxious thought, a fearful thought, a negative thought, next time you're struggling with worry, get that list out and start to read it through and start to speak it out and to start to thank God. Amen. Because He's done a good work within you. We'll bring it to its completion in Christ. Hallelujah. Say it. God's not finished with me yet. He's not finished with us yet. Aren't we thrilled about that this morning? Hallelujah. So lastly, the last key to prayer at overcoming anxiety, if I could just have the, the, uh, the band, the worship team up, that would be great. Lastly, the last little thought is this, constantly. Paul says, with thanksgiving, present our requests to God. Listen to this thought here. Our prayer shouldn't be just a one-off cry whenever we have a crisis. It should be from a lifestyle of not giving any foothold to anxiety day by day, prayer by prayer about the cares that we have. We need to bring them to God before we allow them to settle in and to lodge over our minds. Amen. Because again, how does it start? It begins with being troubled, upset, or worried about something. Amen begins with being troubled upset or worried about something god is good all the time the devil is a liar all the time so all he wants to do is lie 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 to us about our state where we are right now about at the past what's the lie 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 but God is good all the time how do we deal with anxiety we maintain a joyful heart we make the right decisions in our minds we need to be specific 
and thankful in our prayers. wrote down here the last part it says we need to fight the fight of faith I know that there may well be people this morning here and you're coming and you're hearing but there's not much changing and I want to encourage us as people, as individuals this morning. The wisdom that Paul has brought out through those verses of Scripture there are just as real and just as applicable on the day that he wrote them as they are today. But we have a choice to make. We have a choice. We have a decision to make. We either apply the Word of God and fight the fight of faith, or we allow the enemy to continue to bring excuses around our mind and our heart and listen I understand what it means to be overwhelmed with anxiety, I understand what it means to be crippled with fear, I know what it means to not want to leave the house, I know what it means to have really really dark thoughts, I understand that but I also know what it means to come to a point where you say God enough's enough enough's enough I'm choosing to fight, I'm choosing to stand up I'm choosing to pray. I'm choosing to do all the things that I don't feel like doing, but God, I know that I must. Amen? Fight the fight of faith. Let's bow our heads this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you this morning that we don't even need to bring a prayer to you. You you already know our prayers. You already know our needs before we even ask, Lord. You know us so intimately. You are so into each of us, God. You love us with an eternal and with a passionate love. Lord, you know people here this morning that are struggling with anxiety. Lord, today, give them encouragement and hope this morning. Help them to see that you are with them and that by applying your word to our situation, that your word is like a like a hammer that destroys the rock. Your word is so powerful that as we put our trust in you and we obey your word, Lord, you're able to bring great breakthrough to us. So Lord, this morning, I thank you. May people that are struggling with fear and anxiety sing that song this week, I am no longer bound with fear. May it be a declaration over people's lives. May, may, make it a declaration over people, we pray, Lord. Well, heads are bowed and eyes are closed this morning. I don't know everyone personally here today, but if you're here this morning and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then I would love to give you an opportunity this morning ask Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life to come to that place where you ask him to forgive you of your wrong to give you forgive you of your sin to receive today from him the gift of salvation that 
That's the gift of eternal life that comes from making Him your Lord and your Savior. While every head's in bowed, eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you need to make your peace with God, if you're here this morning, you've never asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and your Master, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, wouldn't you raise your hand just very quickly as we look across the auditorium this morning, wherever you might be, just before we move any further. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you. Bless you, bless you, bless you. We bless you. Well, amen. Give the Lord a round of applause this morning. He's awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.